When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, it's now time to talk some super rugby because my man Joey Wheeler was over in Melbourne doing a stellar job. I don't know if he was working. He was up to a lot of fun. In the wake of Super Rugby's Pacific Super Round, there are a few things we know for absolute certainty about the state of play this year. The Australian teams might be at a level which will please Eddie Jones. The Highlanders have a huge battle on their hands to find anything, and Sonny Bill Williams still looks unbelievable in a singlet. Joey Weller, my good mate, Sky Sport presenter and host of Super South on SCNZ tonight from 7pm is with us this morning after soaking it all up, all the culture, the heat from Melbourne. How you doing, Joey? Yeah, I'm a bit rusty, to be honest, Dig. I'm still recovering. It was a big weekend um, <laughs> on, and, on and off the pitch. I'll give you the tip. But, uh, look, no, it was, it was awesome. Super round. Uh, it certainly delivered on the field and, and away from the field. They had... Ed Sheeran on over the weekend as well, and Snoop Dogg, and I understand you were rapping before coming on here, so <laughs> you would have fitted right in, Dagger. I would have fitted right in. I wouldn't have fitted around Sonny Bill in that singlet, mate. Look, talk me through this. Was, is, that, is that okay for Sonny to do that? Was Sonny do what he wants? Well, Sonny just does what he wants. You know that. You know, team, team <laughs> issue. He did follow Politico when it came to... Um, the dress, but I mean, if you look as good as that and you've got pipes like that, I'd be getting them out as well, Dagger. And yeah. that day, on, I think, yeah, Sunday, it was yesterday, wasn't it, that he, um, uh, sorry, on um, Sunday that he got them out, and it was about 34 degrees in Melbourne, so you can understand why he, he um, stripped the jacket off and, and sat in the singlet and, and worked on the tan while doing a little bit of commentary. Smart. Yeah, smart. Gr- it was very smart. It was a great weekend, mate. Super round in Melbourne was a great watch. But something that wasn't a good watch, probably for yourself, I know you're a real Highlanders man. Uh, they took on yeah. the Crusaders. They've taken on the the, the final, uh, two final teams from, from last year, and they've had 50-odd put on them in both weeks. Look, it's a tough thing to watch. Is there is there any glimmer of hope for yourself, Joey, that, that the Highlanders can find well, I... something? Look, I don't. I don't think this weekend they're just taking on the Chiefs, um, and they're obviously um, white hot at the moment as well. The Chiefs. So, oh look, look yeah, the Landers. It's been a real tough watch. Uh, the first two rounds for them, they've had 112 points scored against them, um, and yeah, I, I'm not sure where to from here. But like, like I said, it doesn't get any easier against a, a Chiefs side that look to be. Um, sort of the team to beat this year alongside a couple of others. But, you know, 
the frustrating thing is it looks like they're just sort of rolling over and, and um, not putting up a fight, which is the, the disturbing the disturbing side of um, of their losses. You don't mind them losing, and I think everyone would have expected the first three games were going to be a massive challenge for the for the Highlanders to get up and win. But it's it's the manner in which they're losing that I think is the hardest thing for for fans to watch. It, it just looks like that they're maybe waving the white flag a little bit early, which is um, yeah, which is disturbing for the coaching staff because yeah, the Chiefs this week in Hamilton. They they're going to be a whole other kettle of fish, and they look super impressive. The way Damian McKenzie's leading that side, it could be another it could be another fifty pointer um, if they don't sort their sort their stuff out pretty quickly. That is so unaccustomed for for the Highlanders, um, Joey. I know you've been a part of their their outfit, their environment. They've always been the underdogs, but they've always fought right to the very end. So, do you feel like this is a, a mindset problem for the Landers, or or do you feel like there could potentially be some cavalry that could come in and, and potentially help them, or they just got to sort it out themselves. Like, what, what's the messages from Clark Dermody? Have you seen you caught up with him? Yeah, I think I think um, Clark's a realist. Like, he's a realist. Like, he he knows that um, that side was always going to struggle in the first three rounds of Super Rugby. Um, the Highlanders aren't blessed with thirteen All Blacks. Um, they've got yeah. three or four. I should say with with Falau Fakatava, but that um, I, I think yeah the cavalry coming back in that'll be helpful. Uh, or obviously Aaron Smith's um, game control and his um, his experience will will give the team a lot of confidence and his um, his competitiveness. But I, I think uh, him alongside Shannon Frizzell, obviously Shannon brings a, a bit of a tough edge and, and Ethan DeGroote as well, but. They're only three players. Like it's not going to make a significant amount amount of difference. I think mentally it'll it'll make more of a difference. So Dagger give the other guys a lot of confidence yeah. um, to hopefully stay in the fight. And you're right, Highlanders teams, uh, well throughout the history have never had probably the most talented group in terms of All Blacks on paper. Um, but the one thing that we're, we'd always relied on is that uh, that would never go away. We'll always stay in the fight, and that that's what gave the team um, a chance towards you know the pointy end of um, the pointy end of games. In that last twenty, it can just go either way. So I think that's the disturbing thing from the from the coaching staff. They'll be asking a few questions around the willingness and the desire of that team to stay in the fight. So hopefully, we see a little bit more of that this weekend against um, against the Chiefs. Hey, Joe, it's Louis here, mate. I'm just wondering what your read is from being on the ground, especially in that heat, these rule changes or, or law changes. What subtleties have you noticed in the difference of how Super Rugby is now being played, and especially around set-piece with some of the big boppers really sucking in the big ones as they're being barked at by Ben O'Keefe to bend over <laughs> and pretty much crouch and get into their position to, to put down a scrum? How is it changing the game from on the ground? I'm I'm loving it. I, I think it's the the rule changes have been outstanding. I, it's it's a, a lot better spectacle for the fans, and that's what it's all about, really. And I think what we've seen in the past that the frustrating thing from I think from all fans and one part of the game in particular is the scrum resets. And I, I love that Ben O'Keefe's telling them to get in, get it done. The one the one tweak <clears throat> I would like to see is. Um, when they when they do do a free kick and and that they just make them hurry up and, and get that done rather than wasting their time and then flipping it back around again and go back to a scrum. There's been a couple of incidents around that. So 
I definitely think the, the big boys are noticing um, the the ball and play a little bit more, Louis. And some of those bigger sides that traditionally may have played sort of set piece to set piece. I'm, I'm looking at your Crusaders dagger. They're, they're probably thinking, um, you know, I've got a, a lot more awareness around that now, and, and yep. we're not seeing the same amount of resets to, to get a. Um, to get a breath because they, they're getting told to hurry up, which is which is only a good thing for the game, I believe. Yeah, totally agree. I knew you'd love that little subtle change because all the subtle jabs you gave me over the years for the Crusaders just kicking to the corners and rolling more teams every single time, scrumming them out of the game. But look, let, let's talk about after round one, you think Australia, the Aussie teams, they're going to have a difficult task this year. Well, they showed signs of improvement in, in round two. You had the Reds, Reds annihilating the force. You had the Rebels really pushing the Hurricanes right to the 80th minute. And then you had the Brumbies getting up over the Blues, which no one predicted, mate. So you saw a sudden change in the Australian teams and the belief that they've been overshown from, from week one to week two? Yeah, I, I, did, I didn't expect that um, that big a hiding for the for the Reds and the and the. Um... And the force, to be honest, but yeah, the the, the rebels were super impressive. Um, the, the writing was on the wall for a hiding in that game, but they they stuck in it. And I think obviously the the Artie Savia yellow card was was telling that that sort of gave them a lot of belief, and um, they grew an arm and a leg. And there was there was a magnificent game and a magnificent fight back from the rebels. Um, but yeah, the game of the round, obviously the the Brumbies versus the Blues. Yeah, the Blues. They actually, I think, played their best footy when they were down to 13 men. Um, they played at the right area of the field. They they showed a lot of control. And then when they were restored to 15, they just, I don't know, it was it was uh, a strange performance. I, I actually think maybe the conditions did play a bit of a part for them. Like the the heat was extraordinary, and maybe they were just a little bit they were a little bit off. But their discipline was was really poor. Like they gave away 11 penalties in that in that first that first half and against a team like the Brumbies who uh, are very set piece orientated um, they love to go from that you know two contrasting styles you've got a team that wants to create unstructure in the blues and to to give all their talented um, fast and strong backs as many opportunities with ball in hand as possible whereas the um, the Brumbies they obviously want to <clears throat> create penalties go to their line out uh, their line out more which is just so devastating and they did that to perfection and and frustrated the blues into a lot of errors and and forcing the game but yeah like i I was thinking it was going to be a real high scoring affair 25 20 at half time for the brumbies and then it stayed at 25 20 which was kind of crazy but um yeah an, an awesome game beautiful well we've just had a message come through uh uh and we've had two messages liam squire is he is he around? Is he sniffing around? Is he making a wee comeback? What's going on there? Can you just set us in some direction? Rumour Mill has it. It's a great part of our show. Uh, Rumour Mill that Liam Squire's making a comeback. Yeah, someone's asked, where's Let's Liam Squire? I would love to see nothing more. I would love to see nothing more than <laughs> Liam Squire making a comeback. Uh, I think, yeah, so, you know, for the for the Highlanders, if, if they could get a Liam Squire back on the field, I, you know, without Marino McKayley too. Um, and without Shannon Frizzell, that that loose forward trio looks pretty bare for the for the um, for the Highlanders. With in terms of that real hard nosed ball carrying um, ball carrying runner through the middle of the field that can offload, but can also 
um, sit someone on their ass if they if they run it straight into them and put a little bit of fear up opposition opposition teams dagger. So yeah, get Liam Squire back in there. Be great. What about a what about a Cam Miller? Little Cam Miller. He seen oh, look, signs m- of my that. theory. My theory. Uh, if I was. Um, in Clark Dermody's shoes, I, I would just throw a lot of those young guys uh, in the mix and just and just be yeah. like, right, well, totally we're going to start rebuilding. We're going to start rebuilding now um, and build a team, hopefully to um, compete for the championship in, in, in three years' time. And um, if Cam Miller's that guy, then then get him out there. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know if um, starting Pretty Burns, which they did in the weekend, obviously is. Is the right is the right call. Um, here's a guy that's, you know, the likelihood is he's well, he is only going to be with the Highlanders for one season, and then he's going to go to yeah. um, to Japan. Totally agree. Uh, I don't, I don't think playing him for a season is going to have any benefit other than you know, he might might lead them all right for a couple of games, but it isn't giving Cam Miller or these young guys some opportunities to develop and, and understand what it takes at this level to hopefully grow them enough that you're competitive in the next few years. So there's obviously a balancing act there, mate, like Cam Miller's a young man and, and to throw him to the cauldron of Super Rugby as well, um, you know, it could it could knock his confidence, especially with the, the side not going well. But, but as long as you frame it that it doesn't matter, we're probably going to lose more than we win. Um, you, we just want to develop you and, and get you out in the cauldron and and so that you get the confidence to lead this team into the future. I'd love to see that, mate. I'd love to see him out there, mate. Like, you're going to learn. You're going to get experience. You're going to learn the hard way. You're going to learn the good way. So just get him out there, mate. Build for the future. I think that's what uh, the Hollanders need to do at this moment. Look, you're, you're super south on SCNZ tonight. You're hosting it. What do you got coming up tonight? Oh, yeah, good question, mate. We'll be diving into how the Highlanders got, Highlanders got 50 points put up them again. I can't wait to go over that. Uh, you know, 60 <laughs> points this week, 50 points the week before. We had Dave we had Dave Dillon on, the defence coach for the Highlanders, and, and even he was scratching around for answers when I was asking him, how do you fix the defence? So, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, tackle, 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 eh, Digger? <laughs> Mate, bring back the JV Joseph. Down and ups, tackle, tackle, tackle. Is that what you're about? Mate, talk us through that, surely. Down and ups. Oh, mate, they can't do any worse. Hey, they can't do any worse. <laughs> Gee, worse. Oh, they can only beautiful, Joey. Hey, great to hear your um, dusty voice this morning, mate. You go back, you recover, and uh, we'll get back on. Thanks so much for joining us. And listen to Joey tonight, 7 p.m. on SENZ with Super South. Thanks so much, Joey. Good on you guys. Yeah, just when you're in Aussie, just make sure you're not too many Carlton drafts. That's the key to keeping the, you know, a bit rusty. Oh, man, it looked like a hell of a time. I miss you, my mate. Take care. Thanks very much. Good on you.